Necromaniacal, you say. Well, what, what does that mean? Well, for this, it's definitely not as disgusting and as weird as you may think it is. Necromaniacal refers to the love of anything heavy music, the love of anything relating to death metal music, the love of anything relating to just hard-hitting, soul-crushing, powerful music, and the conversations that we have as a result of that. Like, some of the most favorite conversations, most funniest incidents, most, you know, comedic shit has happened at a a show, has happened at a club, has happened surrounded by the people that I play music with and the people that I decide to hang out with and spend my time with. So, basically, before Necromaniacal got rebranded, if you will, I was just kind of doing these podcasts by myself. I was interviewing other people, and I was just trying to you know, have it be an extension of myself. My name's Carter, right? But then I just kind of had one day where I woke up and, like, I just want to keep it all under one roof. I want you all to know who I am and then just be able to go straight to, you know, necromaniacal from there. So, yes, I have I've rebranded a little bit, if you will. Um, I've changed the name of my personal Instagram account to necro underscore maniacal, because uh, I thought that was cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, you can find all the music and all the podcasts on my homepage, my Instagram page. And yeah, so, so a little bit of background is instrumental <laughs> music pun for this development. Um, I was playing in a band called Creeping Night. I joined the band in September of 2021, and I left the band um, on January, I'd say January 1st, 2023. Um, and at the end of the day, just wasn't the music I wanted to be playing. Um, kind of like, a, you know, I'm glad I got to do it, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't for me kind of experience. Um, no, no bad blood against any of the guys in that band. Like, in fact, I think we laughed more than we, <laughs> you know, argued, which is great at the end of the day. I'm always going to be there for those guys. Um, I want you guys to support them still. I want, you know, everybody to keep a great camaraderie going um, with that. But yeah, I've been just trying to do things a little bit more for myself as opposed to what I think other people want or what other people want. And I'm in my last semester of college and I've really had to take a moment and buckle down and actually decide that I like school and that I need to do good in order to be successful in my life and I can't keep wasting all this time that I've had in college. So, yeah, I've been trying to get more involved at school. I do the radio at school. I'm a part of the WXOU. Um, I have a show with a few of my old classmates. It's every Monday at 11 a.m. It's called Who the Hell Gave Us a Show. And, uh, yeah, it's on 88.3 FM, WXOU, if any of you guys ever want to tune in. Um, so I've been busy with that, you know, just trying to get my life back in order, um, playing the music that I like. I mean, at the end of the day, thrash metal, death metal, heavy metal, doom metal, you know, anything that's a little bit more old school, that's definitely more my speed, for sure, because I, I'm i a musical critic, too, as well as a uh, connoisseur, if you will. I mean, no, that's not true at all, but just when I can't get enjoyment out of something, I can't force it, and I can't, I just can't keep lying to myself, so. But on a more positive note and a more happier note, I am very excited to bring this interview to you guys today, because I've been wanting to do this for God knows how long. Um... And I'm not going to get too into it because I want you all to actually listen to the interview um, 
for you know in terms of like what I'm going to be doing with this band. Um, but yeah, today for you I have a very special treat. I have Eric and Caleb from Siphoned. And I've known these guys, I mean, I feel like I've known them for a really long time, but it really hasn't been that long. But that just goes to show how much we get along. <laughs> it was so quirky and cool, am I right? No. Um, but I do want to give a little bit of a disclaimer before this interview. It was very freeform. It was very chill. It was very last minute. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of had to record it in a little bit of an unorthodox way with Eric and Caleb sharing a microphone. So I apologize in advance for any audio level discrepancies or anything like that I've been really I I sat here and I edited a lot of the podcast there was a lot of just laughing a lot of incoherentness just a lot of bullshit if you will so I had to kind of trim it um to keep the episode from going off the rails too much but uh yeah this is Necromaniacal the revamped podcast with your host Carter Bradley and in today's episode we have for you Eric and Caleb from the band Siphoned. Today, I have a very special treat for all of you. I have two fine gentlemen sitting right in front of me that I have the pleasure of being in a band with. Um, I have the esteemed pleasure of interviewing Caleb. Hello. And Eric. Shalom. From the band Siphoned, and this is Carter. I, I play drums in Siphoned. Yes, he does. Yes. So I guess we technically did kind of make it official right there. I suppose so. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that, Eric? What do I think about Carter being my drummer? I'm pretty happy about it. I've wanted to jam with you for a long time, so it's fun to finally get to do this. I know, yeah. We've uh, we've played we've played three shows together so far, like three official ones. Yeah, we had one in the backyard at Eric's house, and then we had... Yeah, with you playing with Siphoned. Yeah, right. playing with Siphoned. Yeah. Three. Caleb looks a little confused right now. <laughs> I, was, I literally went to say something, and he just yanks it from my hand. All right. This so, podcast is going to be very, very... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we played two official shows, and then we played a backyard show, which, I mean, I guess we can consider that official. There was people there, and... And there are other bands there too. But yeah, the backyard show is always a staple of like the siphoned community, I guess. Um I remember I remember when I when you guys invited me to the first one, that's when I really kinda, you know, got to like hang and chat with you guys for like the first time. And then uh yeah, death metal had always kind of been like uh a type of music that I Caleb's laughing at me. <laughs> Death metal was always the kind of genre that like I really like wanted to get into like more and more, and then I wasn't really like too sure. But then like hanging out with you guys, I'm like, okay, yeah, this this genre is like mm-hmm. one of the coolest ones around. So yeah, I guess I want to ask you guys how you both got into death metal, starting with Eric. Well, my, I guess I mean I heard death growing up my entire life. You know, my dad was a death fan since ninety one, ninety two the best time to get into that band right yeah right after human fate came out so i'd say 92 was when he got into them but yeah i heard them my whole life i heard those riffs a lot and just yeah um death was my first death metal band i remember hearing cannibal corpse growing up a little bit of it dad was never too big into that i didn't hear much that dad didn't listen to you know yeah it was passed down from father to son pretty much basically yeah and um 
when I got into high school, I think it was my freshman year when I listened to Pestilence, Testimony of the Ancients for the first time, and that's really where I realized that I wanted to be in a death metal band. And yeah. from there, I started putting together more heavier music and listening to more death metal. So, you know. And what was the first really riff? What was the first riff you ever wrote for this band? First one? Probably the intro to Heretic. Mm-hmm. That was an old one. That I wrote that before Eulogy was written. I found that on an old riff tape on my Taz cam. It had to be at least year and a half, two years old, and I had completely forgot about it. And I was just re-listening to old riff ideas I had, and I found that. And I relearned it, and I finished up the song. So, yeah, I'd say Heretic was probably the first riff. Track track one? That's the opening track, right, on the EP? Yep. Yep. Sweet. And then Caleb, how did you get into death metal? Okay, Caleb's version. I also popped my death metal cherry with death. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad, I remember my I was like four years old, and my dad popped leprosy into the CD player. Four and years old? Yeah, and the first t- the first scream Chuck does in Leprosy, I immediately, I genuinely actually thought, I was like, okay, if Satan makes noise, this is the noise he makes. So that's how I started. And then, of course, he listened to Morbid Angel and uh, Obituary Deicide. He listened to, you know, a lot of old school death metal bands. But so death is where it all started, too, for me. Yeah, I mean, that's the band that we have definitely the most common in. If you've ever seen a Siphon show, there's mm. always a death cover. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we definitely. Definitely. Uh, definitely. <laughs> death is definitely a very big part of this group. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck is a very big part of it. If you're, if anyone's listening to this, um, who's going to be at the Death to All show? Uh, what date is that? And that we're all going to be? Uh, the twenty eighth, I believe. The three of us March will 28? be there. Yep, yep March twenty eighth. The three yep. of us will be at Death to All. The Machine Shop in Flint. The Machine Shop in Flint, and then the 29th, me and Caleb will be in Chicago at the Which, House of Blues. Yeah. Interestingly, I've heard people. Com- oh. Interestingly, I've heard a lot of people complain about them playing at the machine shop coming up. Why? I also heard heat. Um, I don't know why, but I heard people getting upset about it. I bet people want to see them play in Detroit. You right. know, why are they playing out in Flint? Well, I mean, I, I just assume they always play, you know, like a theater. But I mean, I've never really been to the machine shop. But isn't it? It's definitely more of a smaller venue. I've never been there. Yeah. Uh, it's always been eighteen plus. You know, so. This is really the one of the first shows that they're going to have that I can go to. Like, I remember missing out on Metal Church headlining there. Right. Because, Aww. yeah, that was the last time they ever came through here before Mike died. And I couldn't Rip. go because I was, like, 17, maybe. And that's it was 18 shit. plus. Yeah. That's why my dad didn't go to that either. They were playing yeah. with Warlock. <laughs> oh, really? Missed out on that. <laughs> really bums me out. Hell yeah, it would have been. <laughs> what's so? What's so? Out of all the shows that you've been to, uh, what's le- what's left the most like lasting impact on you as a musician? As a musician, I don't know. For those first two times seeing Megadeth, just because Dave Dave Mustaine is the reason I picked up playing yeah. guitar. You know, he's pretty much my other than Chuck. You know, your hero. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and. You know, that was, seeing them was big, and seeing Death to All will be 
probably the most important show for me. Really, that's basically like the closest you'll ever see to death. It's the closest I'll ever see to my favorite band. Yeah, you know, live seeing their music played. It's the only time I'll ever see someone play their music live. Yeah, rip. You know, and I was. It'll be cool. I was six months old when Chuck died. Right, I wasn't even born. Yeah, still two years out. Caleb, how old were you? I was a month away from being born. Wow. Right. Yeah, January of two. Slayer. Slayer was a big band for me. Seeing them live. I missed out on that because I was sick. That sucks. I know. <laughs> I got to see them three times. Fortunately, before they called it quits, and that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Blind Guardian was cool. I mean, now that I've seen Atheist, they turned into one of my favorite bands, and uh, I wasn't familiar with their music when I saw them, but. They've turned into one of my favorites, so that's a special one to me now. I can't wait till I can see them being familiar with their stuff. Yeah, like, craziest, like, most formative show for me, and I've probably talked about it on here before. I've definitely told you guys about it. It was uh, Municipal Waste, uh, Sick of It All, Napalm Death, and then Take Offense, like, this really kind of smaller band. But, yeah, that was the first time I'd ever, like, gone out and seen, like, um, a metal band. Um, nice. ever like in person I mean I had been to like locals you know like some small like bar stuff but like it was the first time ever seeing like you know oh double bass kit like mm. set up on a stage like the you know guitar amp stacks and everything the municipal waste they had uh they had like light up cabinets with their logo on it mm. it was so sick and then um yeah we threw a trash can at municipal waste oh <laughs> yeah the trash can got involved in the moshing part of it it was fun awesome. um I mean the most important show that I ever went to was definitely the King Diamond Abigail show in 2015 because, I mean, Abigail's my favorite album of all time. And then, I mean, we saw Merciful Fate in November, this past November. Was and that with that, Creator? Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, only because I love Creator, but their, oh. <laughs> 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 their set list was dog shit so but but merciful fate like that was perfect and king sounded amazing i mean he hit every note so when creator played did they play their new stuff yeah hate uber alleys yeah they pretty much played only stuff that came out in the last 10 years okay maybe 15 were they tight they were tight. Like, their sound was good. It w- it's just that, like, you know, th- the only old school songs they play, they played at the end of the set. They're t- they played a Flag of Hate and Pleasure to Kill, which those were the only two songs I knew. Right. Because, but, yeah, so that was a little bit of a letdown, but I didn't care because I, I was there for Merciful Fate yeah. through and through. <laughs> I'm there to go see the, yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even do a King Night. Dude, no one can. Yeah, like Eric can maybe. Close. (laughs) Eric, I want to bring up a very interesting point of discussion. I want you to tell everybody how you learned how to scream, because it's like it's not very conventional in how you learn how to do it, right? I just did it. You just did it. I just. I I have the recording of the first time I ever sang. We have that. They were there. We. uh, I. We were recording, it was with Ian. We were at The Hive. Ian, there's our first drummer. Yeah, Ian, our first drummer. Shout out to Ardenis, if I'm saying (laughs) that right. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. How do you... Ardenis? Ardenis? Ardens. Ardens. Shout out to Ardens. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'm stoked to see what they're doing. Yeah. So, um, 
it'll be interesting to see a band like that in the scene. You know? Oh yeah, Something no like you, no power metal band. Right, has no come power before. metal bands are yeah. in the scene yet, so that's gonna be cool. Symphonic shit, yeah, that, that'll be cool. But yeah, so you're, were you at the Hive, your first practice space? Uh, that wasn't our first. Ian's house where he okay. lived at that point. So it's Ian's house, like your first practice with the band. You're yeah. not sure if you can scream or, n- or anything like that. I didn't sing until we got to the Hive, and that was in August of 2020, and we started practicing at the end of May of 2020. So it took me a few months to like muster up the courage, but they had me do it just because I knew the lyrics and like the patterns, like the melody for yeah, Eulogy, because I was the one who wrote the lyrics and stuff, so... That's why I got to sing that one, and it was awful, to say the least. I mean, I'm sure oh. it's not nearly as awful as you remember it, but like you have like. I mean, everyone of... was cool with it, but yeah, it's just I just started screaming, you know, doing what I thought was the closest to the sound we were shooting for. Right. And it just, yeah. It evolved, and by the time we, because our first show. Siphon's first show ever with our first lineup, we played with you when you were in Apocalypse. Yep. So, a little context is needed. April, May yeah. 29, 2021. Yes. I was playing with Apocalypse. It was, and, and then Siphon's first show with Jacob and Alex. Um, and then 30 out 6, Ravid. Ravid opened. Ravid opened. And that's when they, the, and then they, uh, they announced they were disorderlies that day. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. First was die by the sword. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> was that their first? Was was that their first show with Shane? I think it was just their first official show. I mean, they did the backyard Halloween yeah. bash with you guys, mm-hmm. which we were supposed to do, but we didn't. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> but um, we're getting we're getting a little lost in the it, backstory. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it's Apocalypse, Siphon, Thirty Out Six, Ravid, and then Negative, Negative Gravity. Gravity. Negative Gravity's. Yeah. EP show, yeah. uh, record, record album release. Album release show. Sorry, all these bands release EPs. I'm uh, right. Good, good on Negative Gravity for actually releasing an album because mm-hmm. that's like a pain in the ass. Right. Yeah, but we had that show delayed three, four times because yep. of COVID. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had the set prepared with our first lineup for December fourth, twenty twenty. You know that was the first date. It wasn't even the same set list. No, no, we had to change it. We had a different original that we never played again after that. Um, I'm trying to think. We didn't. We, we were playing. We symbolic. were playing. We changed that. Did we change that before the line? I think I kind of remember your guys' first show. It was uh, Heretic, Avoiding, um, Eulogy. Didn't you guys play the Pestilence song? It, it, Twisted Truth. I'm pretty sure it went. Heretic Avoiding, Twisted yeah. Truth, Zombie Ritual, Zombie Ritual. Eulogy. Yeah. That was yeah. our first set list yep. um, at that show. But originally it was Heretic, Black Magic, a different yeah. original, Symbolic, and Eulogy. So it was a bit different with Ian, but when we got with Jacob, we changed it. But, um, yeah, I forget what we were... I lost my train of thought. No, you're fine, man. Because, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure, like, with Apocalypse's, uh, like, what we were planning to do, we ended up changing it, too. Um, yeah. But I remember playing that gig, and I remember it, um, seeing you guys for the first time, and I'm like, you know, I, I'd heard, I think I'd heard, like, the demo that you guys did, and I was just, mm-hmm. I was not really knowing what to expect, but then, yeah, like, I, I've told Eric this, like, the, the moment he opens his mouth, like, mm-hmm. hell literally comes mm-hmm. out of his mouth. 
in the best possible way. And yeah, to just see you going up there and doing this, I'm like, I, this is really inspiring. This is like, this well, is mind blowing. Well, thank you, Carter. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it was it was a f- great show. You know, I think we put on a decent set that night. You know, we weren't bad by any means. I don't think. No, and, you know, I was I was for our first I was the show. Road, I don't dude. think it was very bad. I was you know? I was eating up every second of it, dude. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you I see remember. me in the who's, who's that tall dude going ape shit for no reason. Oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I remember you. I had Brian, 30-aught Brian. He Shout was out Brian right Genova. in front of us. Yeah, He stood right in front of me. Uh, the 10K guys, before their first show, yeah. they were right in front of 10K us. 10K before they were 10K. That's yeah. where we met well, 10K. That, yeah. yeah. Well, we met them at the Cyanine release party that you opened for. Oh, I don't yeah. remember meeting them there. They asked us if we were in Siphon in the parking lot. I remember Hayden coming up and talking to us about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I think Eric, you were like, "Oh yeah, we were at that show," and like I had no idea, because like I pretty much uh, we talked to you that night. I remember hugging you. That was the first time yeah. I met you. Yeah, but I was like, it took me a minute because I'm like, "Oh, mm. it's you guys, right?" <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen you guys like in person, and now you're here in person, and it's uh, it's awesome. <laughs> that, that night leading up to that was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you probably cannot talk about it on the podcast because it involves involves uh, <laughs> extracurricular activities. But yeah, Caleb, were you playing a fretless bass at the time of that show, yes or no? At the show, yeah. So I always wanted to play fretless. I always, you know, want that to be my main thing. But I just never really, I never, you know, was able to get my hands on one. And then we went to Hubert burn breeze one day it was shout out um yeah it was ian and i we went before practice and i saw it there the fretless i have it was 400 bucks and i was like all right well i'm i'm getting that thing i had money the money at the time so i was like i want to play fretless this was i think this was only my second practice too yeah that was caleb me and Alex lived in Garden City, and we were practicing in Utica, and Caleb lived in Sterling Heights. So, you know, me and Alex were an hour out. <coughs> Caleb was like 15 minutes away from yeah. Ian. So Ian would pick up Caleb and hang out with him before <coughs> we'd get out there, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, they went out there before our second practice. And then I can't remember if we met you guys there or we met you at Ian's house, but we went back to Huber Breeze, and you bought the bass, right? Yeah, and... You always remember those stories. Yeah, yeah. Best. It was our second practice with... It was our second practice with Caleb, and, you know, we got two bamps that day, and, you know, so it was... Exciting. It was a day for the band yeah. that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, me neither. I remember... <laughs> Yeah, that was uh there's a lot of funny memories I remember from that time because it was kind of, you know, it was I don't know, it was like you know, I feel like now like we've invested so much into like focusing on the music and stuff and so there is I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's like 
No, you're good. It's like you you acquire these uh, tools as you go along, and at first you're kind of like you know mm, I don't know yeah how much I can get out of it, but then you discover well how I much you can. I guess like you know we seem more focused now, but like we still have fun, obviously. But, yeah. But oh yeah, like no, like also like you know when I think about the early days of my first band, Apocalypse, it was all you know like. Uh, mostly just for fun and like you know we really didn't right. have an idea of what we were doing i wasn't a very good drummer at the time i mostly played like grunge music and stuff like that like hard rock so um but then yeah as time went on you know get your get your shit together a little bit i started practicing more uh right. getting tighter you know all the guys in my old band bought better gear i bought a new drum set too yeah. that's sitting right in front of us i was playing on like a cheap pearl tama hybrid thingy that sounded like poop and now I got now I got a nice drum set. So right, yeah. You work for it. Yeah, you it all comes off. in time. Yeah, you know, the gear, the talent, the technique, all comes in time. Yeah, and right. So Caleb's got a new bass, yeah. staring yeah. us right, right in the face. Yeah, I've got this beautiful carbon six string that I re- I bought last month. And shout out Facebook Marketplace. I have not, but um, I'm, you have not what? I've not found out what year it is yet. Okay, but I should actually look into the serial number <laughs> to get more info on it but i mean i love it it's the most comfortable six string i've ever played but sounds incredible yeah it yeah sounds great yeah 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 that's the thing like um that's the that's the thing about facebook marketplace you like a brand that doesn't really well carvin's Kiesel now yes you find carvin yeah. on facebook and then eric's number one guitar or is it still your number one? Yeah, it's my number one. She's just out of commission because she's old and yeah. she needs work. But, yeah, my number one's an old Carvin Ultra V from the 80s. You know, so it's a Carvin Kiesel band for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, like everybody, I mean, everybody's got a preference. But, uh, you know, I feel like in this genre of music, everybody either plays ESP, Ibanez, Jackson, or, you know, sometimes you throw in the Music Man in there. But, I mean... I, mean, I plan on being playing BC Rich as soon as possible, as yeah. soon as I can find one that like fits what I want. You know, like a just a gunslinger is my mm. my guitar. You know, a hardtail white gunslinger would be the best for me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something. You know the band Two Hundred Stab Wounds, Eric? I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of uh, they're kind they're of blowing like, up right now. Yeah, Doing good. Yeah, like the same like kind of like aesthetic, I guess, like bringing death metal back. Right. Um, but I'm gonna show you a picture. I like saw one of them playing a BC Rich. Oh, you've seen it, okay? Yeah, they they have like one of the sickest you know, antique. Was it like collections? A, I forget what model it was though. Well, it like also depends. So like, when I when I saw the band um, for the first time, when I saw them playing, like they uh-huh. had BC Rich. Now they have like some nicer Jacksons, so they might have switched over. But yeah, that's know. what I'd play too. I want an old USA Jackson soloist. I'm waiting for one of those to pop up in Michigan to buy because I'd be damned if I'm going <laughs> to buy a current USA Jackson. Right. <clears throat> no, but, yeah, Facebook Marketplace is great. I got my PVF stack on it. I got my Marshall Quarter stack on it. You know. Eric's got some of the coolest gear, I swear to God. I've bought some cool, nice things, yeah. You know, I love my PV. You're looking to get a Mark uh, PV or no, not PV. You're looking to get a Mesa Boogie Mark, Mark five. five. Yeah. Yep. And I'd like to put EL thirty four tubes in it. <laughs> that would that'd be so sick. Yeah. It'd be a unique sound, <laughs> say the least. I hope. You know. 
but I was I want to go. I saw on Huber Breeze the website says that they have one. I wanted to go up no there shot. and put a payment on it. Put a <laughs> put a down. Put my down on payment it. on it. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'll put a payment on it every time I come out here for band practice. Well, <laughs> yeah, like I was gonna say, yeah. it's pretty close Let's to do it. These yeah. kind of parts. Go do that. Go get. Go get. I I need new drumsticks. I haven't bought drumsticks in a minute. They chill, chill ambient vibe mood podcast buzzword yeah. thingy <laughs> bobber. <laughs> uh, do you guys kind of want to talk about some of the new? music that we're working on at all or um yeah as much as we know no, can. no. <laughs> <laughs> i guess as much as you can talk right. about it yeah what do you, you know where do we start it's it for anyone who's heard eulogy our debut ep it's nothing like that <laughs> you know the band name's the same mm-hmm. that's my voice is the same that's pretty much the only thing that are going to remain yeah you know? i think if it, i if i can try and put it into words it's like um so the first the siphoned EP sounds like. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be pretty generous. Um, it's <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It sounds like uh, it's like a cross between like spiritual healing slash human. Like you have like that balance between like fast and then, you know, craziness. Right. But then with this new siphon stuff, it's individual thought patterns. Uh, yeah, kind it's, of. It's Indivi- gotten more technical. With some other bands thrown in there too, like Corner. Right. Yeah. Oh, pestilence. Yeah, pestilence. That last that, that new song we were jamming today kind of reminded me of pestilence a little bit. Yeah. In sections. No shit. Yeah, I ne- I really never thought of that as a pestilence one. That was more a um like I said an individual thought patterns. Um I was re- listening to a lot of Mystic Force when I wrote that. Mystic Force? That's a band? Yeah. That's a Power Ranger TV show. That's the uh <laughs> that's the track I showed you earlier. That oh, was okay. the name of the band. <laughs> oh, Mist Okay, cool. They were called Mystic Force and great progressive metal band. That's rad. Probably one of my favorite prog albums now. That's let me let fantastic. me re- Let me rephrase my earlier statement. So, we're playing that one section with the double bass mm-hmm. uh matching the guitars. Yeah. Like where I was doing the I was kind of doing like the out of the body beat. Yeah, bit. I love it. I love yeah I mean the working title for that song that we were working on was called Nero and um yeah Nero's great so far it's turning into one of my favorites we've worked on and you know we're just trying to get shit together for yeah. another release I'd oh say. yeah I know like I I get you completely I don't want to like be like oh we have all this stuff done when we really don't but right. <laughs> no you know, we got pretty much a lot of the ideas for the songs, and we're just arranging them with Carter at this point, you yeah. know? I mean, me and Caleb were without a drummer for about a year, so we spent a lot of time getting together every week and just working on songs still, yeah. you know, just trying to be productive. And now that we got Carter in the loop, we're just throwing them together, and we mm-hmm. got all these new songs from a year of really being stagnant that we're going to be able to put out this year that I cannot wait for. Yeah, dude. Like, can't really go into much detail, but, uh, you know, what we were talking about before with researching uh, places to stay, you know, we're mm. going to be doing some recording in some uh, cool places, unorthodox places, um, <laughs> 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 I guess. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know. I like recording at home, but then again, it also is fun to get out of the comfort zone a little bit. Go to a studio because everything is done. Everything you, you literally download your your Grojira plugin or your uh, you go download your Tim Henson plugin. You can make an entire record 
um, in like a week, which is a little, a little strange if you ask me. But I mean, dingwall base, dingwall base, <laughs> yeah. But now nah, we're gonna we're gonna get this. Uh, you know what? I wish this podcast was a, was on a video sometimes, so we could literally just point the camera over to the drum kit, yeah. be yeah. like, "Yo, we get this beautiful drum set up in a room, get a beautiful sound right. going, and then." They- they sound great while we're practicing Thank in you, here, bro. so I can't wait to, you know. We all have came up with, like, the new sound of Siphon with everyone's, like, newfound tones. Yeah. You know, like, I came into my guitar tone that I actually, like, really like pretty much as soon as things ended with the last lineup. Yeah. So, you know, and Caleb's found his just sound so much more. It's just... It's going to sound more like what Siphon is. Yeah. Caleb, can you uh, run us through your rig real quick? Um, well, real quick, I want to just, because I, I just want to say this. So okay. basically the new music expected to be like a very complex Rubik's cube. <laughs> it's going to be very hard to comprehend. You ever try to put like a 20,000 piece puzzle together? No, cause I have, I have a life. Uh, no, it's, Hey, well, anyways, so. Um, now the rig I'm using to practice is different than the rig I normally use, but my rig is, um, right now it's my four string Squire jazz fretless bass. That one's my fretless for now. And then I've got my six string, my fretted is my, uh, that's my carbon that I was talking about earlier. And then, um, I've got just a heart key half stack. I've just got a four by 10 cab and then... I've got a HA2500 head, and um, it's a pretty... Heart key's really good when it comes to price. You get a really good quality amp for really cheap compared to most other good bass manufacturers, or bass amp manufacturers, so... Thank you for letting us use that. Yeah. <laughs> like For, like, a week, six months ago. Yeah, so... <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's really good. Um, I'm kind of looking, you know, I'm kind of venturing out using different brands now. You know, I'm look, I'm even looking for um a different amp company to use, but um, and I'm using different bases now. You know, I've never used Carvin before, and then um, I got some new stuff coming hopefully soon. That'll be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Can we talk about? It? No, we can't talk about it. No, I guess I I refuse and because if like he kept it pretty low key. Like yeah, he, didn't, he would he would mess with me a lot about, <laughs> about not the... telling me about anything about it. I mean, he'd tell me what the idea was, but when it got done and shit, he'd always fuck with me about. So for all you know, I have it. What? No, I don't. I actually. <laughs> Caleb, if you had it, I'm Caleb's sure I a... would be one of the first people to know. Caleb, <laughs> base in space has been confirmed. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I hope so. <laughs> not quite. I actually believe it or not, though, when I've been practicing late, I've been having so much fun practicing the new songs that it's actually been giving me inspiration when I am just messing around, and I actually have been coming up with stuff that I'm like, you know. If I, like, had a loop station or a drum machine or something at home, mm. like... I can give you my looper. 
Yeah, that's true. I didn't but know you wanted one. I guess, well, yeah. I figure if I'm gonna do a you know a bass album, I want to kind of have like <laughs> looping you know riffs or parts right. you know stuff like that, just so I can you know solo over it or come up with stuff. So yeah, like uh, your bass and space project is gonna cross <laughs> over between um, the Sergeant T and Big D. Uh, project from the early days of Apocalypse. I don't know if uh, any of them are listening to this right now, but uh, yeah, it was a so thing. So Sergeant T and Big D. So the bass project. <laughs> um. Well, you know, if I do do that, I don't. You know, I really don't know if I'd want. Because I think I could do two different things. I could either just have drums and bass. With, you know, I I don't know if I'd have, like, keyboards or anything. Like, just, you know, for atmosphere or anything under it. But put everything also... In, put every every instrument ever made into it. Well, I'm, in it. I'm thinking maybe I'll have, like, half of it. It is just solo bass, like, nothing but bass. You know, different, like, bass parts and stuff together. You know, I, I'll, I would probably have songs with drums, songs with guitars, songs without drums and guitars. Okay, so bass and space is confirmed. <laughs> I hope so. All right, but enough about that. Enough about that. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Eric, what are your top five favorite death songs? Jesus, Carter. <laughs> no particular order. Well, I pretty much know my first three, so I can fire them off. Number one is Perennial Quest. Perennial I Quest. I mean, that's tied for my favorite song. Why if I had one. Fa- why? I don't know. I think it just it's a song about life that encompasses life to me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's journey. just, yeah, it's the journey, right? And just, yeah. Valid. Yeah. That just the lyrics on that record really, you know, I don't know. Symbolize something. He really hit home uh, <laughs> on that one in a way. Perennial in a quest. lot of ways I can relate. Yeah. Which is why that record is a very high spot for me. Um, Moment Clarity, number two, I'd say. Same no, no, thing no, no, with no, no, Perennial no, no. Quest. There's just, you know, it's one of those songs. Flesh and the Power Holds is probably next. The last two. Oh, God, the last two. I'd say probably See Through Dreams at this point. Right now, I'd say See Through Dreams. And either Mentally Blind or Destiny. Destiny's a good one. Or it could be, you know, I'd probably say Symbolic, now that I'm actually thinking about it. Because, you know, that song means a lot to me, too. So I'd say probably Symbolic. So, yeah, perennial, moment, flesh, see-through dreams, and symbolic would be my five. Very nice. Very nice. Very sexy. My five, I mean, number one is see-through dreams for sure. Number two, I'd probably have to say trapped in a corner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one's really good. Um, <sighs> Eric really wants us to play that song. I kind of want to play that song. Yeah, and I'd love to play that song. <laughs> <laughs> I'd play that whole record. I mean, I'm going to... Uh, I'd probably put Empty Words in there. Okay. I don't, I don't know. hear anybody ever Sy- talk about that You know, song. Symbolic is pretty perfect, though, so it's hard. To, it's not my favorite Death album, 
but it's it's kind of one of those albums where it's like each song is equally good so that one that's kind of hard for me to pick from but um probably have to i don't know probably have to say overactive imagination and you know i'm gonna say I'm gonna say pull the plug only because I know that's mm, you know kind of the the most well known death song, but you know One of them, yeah. I grew up. My dad's a guitar player, so I grew up and he played that song a lot, and that you know that left an impression on me. So that one gets a spot in there too. Yeah, playing that one live the last few times has been a yeah. treat. That's always fun to play. People love it. I want a fun one to play for sure. Yeah, I want to give a. I think. I think Tony from Apocalypse showed me that song, or really? maybe Nick, their old guitar player, did. I'm not sure, but yeah, right. the first time I heard that song, and then the dun 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 came came on. Like I I I like had my like I I'm like what just mm-hmm. happened? Like what's your five? Oh you my f- my my five or um five of them. <laughs> yeah, we're interviewing you now. Okay, I like he being interviewed. A question. <laughs> <coughs> um, that's just tough. I'm gonna have to go with um. Living Monstrosity, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> well, because, you know, that's when they started. You know, it's the very first time you hear them put a disco beat in a death song. Oh, my God. It's like one of the first death songs with a real guitar solo in it. Oh, yeah. James Murphy goes off on that record. And then when she's a stupid, you know, that part comes in. I I had the first time I ever listened that I had headphones on in my class and I took them off. I asked the teacher to go up, uh, get a drink in the hallway, and I took them out when I went to talk to him. And once I put them back in in the hallway, the first thing I heard was that riff break, <laughs> and then the "She's a stupid bitch." And I'm like, Chuck, what the fuck happened? Thirty seconds, and this song took like a dramatic change. I- well, the dramatic change for death too, because like that's the first record when Chuck's like, mm, "I'm talking about monsters is boring." <laughs> right. Yeah, talking about real world pro- real world issues. So yeah, living monstrosity, and then this is when it gets it's gonna get real dicey because yeah, that's a good one. Flattening of emotions. I love his vocals. Altering the future. But yeah, flattening of emotions. It's Sean's first song with death. Obviously, and then you have that intro where it sounds like hot for teacher on, on rice cakes, <laughs> um, and then yeah, like that's the, like, you know, double bass. You hear it in metal. You don't really hear it like in that capacity until you start listening. No, Sean was really breaking so much ground on that record. There's a lot of new ground broken in many different ways on that record, with the bass playing and the drumming and Chuck's songwriting. It's just, yeah, it's, I've recently finally, like, realized what that record is and what it means to music in a way, you know? It really is the first first one like that. Yeah, you know? like, that is, like, vile. Like, that is, like, <laughs> like, holy oh, no, shit, no, no, dude. No, no, no. And then, yeah, you, uh, I was watching the video of Death to All. You know, in preparation, hmm. the video where Gene's like, "I'm not tired." Yeah. Hey, how dare you I think? I watched the same video. <laughs> yeah, and then he's literally still doing that, and he's like 
56 or whatever. Uh, he's, yeah. And then, um, yeah, we could do a, we could do a whole podcast episode about that human record, if we're being real. Go, we, we could go we line by line. Track, it. track mm-hmm. by track, yeah. So, yeah, we have Living Monstrosity and then uh, Flatting of Emotions. And then um, we're going to go to individual thought patterns. And I'm going to say, um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Trapped in a Corner, too. <laughs> and then Eric's like, mother. F-. But, yeah, <laughs> that, that I mean, here's the thing about death. It's like they know how to hook you in from the first two seconds of every song. And that song is no exception. And then, as a band like Death progresses, their music gets more progressive. So like you listen to hu- you listen to Human, and you're like, how can they top this? And then um, you listen to Individual, and you're like, okay, they did. So, so yeah, we have so that's three. And then my next favorite Death song, um, it's got to be. I don't know if I want to go backwards and pick like a song from like the first two or. Nah, you know, we'll pick a song off Leprosy. I'm going to have to go with uh, Left to Die. I love that song. Uh, And then... Yeah. Like, you can totally tell that there was, like, some kind of hardcore punk a little bit thrown in there. I mean... With the fast beats. That combat live video of them playing that in 88 is an incredible live video yeah really and as much as we like to crap on that lineup of the band like bill's not a good drummer rick's kind of a bad guitar player Bill is all right for those records i mean you know i mean he ain't chuck could have had a worse one for sure yeah bill could have had lars he could have had lars he could have had had steve zimmerman (laughs) oh and then my f- last favorite death album—it's got to be off the sound of perseverance. Um, that's a that that's that's a hard one because they're all they're all great. Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, a moment of clarity. Should do that one. Yeah, that's one my dad told me we should do. <laughs> he told me that a long time like, ago. Literally every single practice, we like I, me, Eric, or Caleb, you know, we'll jam like one part of a death song. We should just cover that whole thing, and then it, everyone's like, "Yeah, you totally should." Right. So, definitely heard a few death requests from the people. Yeah, from the people. One Bon Jovi request. Bon Jovi? Who would ask Ooh. for Bon Jovi? Uh, the Wreck Bowl. Second oh. show we ever played was at like a. It was an outdoor bowling. It was, it was like, like a, a bowling alley, bowling but it had an alley outdoor with an patio. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, and that's the second show we ever played. We played it with Apocalypse, Passing Thought, 10,000 Teeth. Yep, free show. It was free show. Um, 10K's first show. 10K's first show, yeah. And um, we opened, and I just remember, like, I don't know, these middle-aged women watching us roll in our cabinets and she's like, hey, do you know, like, the bands and what music they're playing? And I'm like, yeah, I know what the first band is and what music they're playing. Like, oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, what are they playing? I'm like, more like a death metal heavy type music. And you're like, oh, do you think they play, like, Bon Jovi? <laughs> I'm like, I can guarantee you, no, they're not going to be playing any <laughs> Bon Jovi. And she's like, why? And I said, because I'm the singer in that group. She's like, if I give you 100 bucks, will you play some Bon Jovi? Listen. You should have. I would have taken that money. I don't know any fucking Bon Jovi. <laughs> I would have played. Show you the heart in your. T- I would have been like, you're splitting that with me. Yeah. <laughs> right. You get one Van Halen cover in a Scorpion song. 
This one's Compromise. called Bon Jovi. Me and Caleb do 10 seconds of it, ripping the eulogy. <laughs> yeah, for real, Split dude. Split it 50-50. <laughs> no, like, so Apocalypse, we were, uh, I'm pretty sure this was March, March 6th, uh, so it had been the last show before COVID, and then uh, the guy who designed the logo for that band, his name was Lauren, he wanted to come up on stage and do Back in Black by ACDC. Like, he was, like, being, he was being serious about it, and we're like, okay, we'll learn it, and then, um, so, like, we spent, like, two practices literally playing this song for hours because ACDC is actually harder to play than you might think, <laughs> like, getting it tight and everything, like, um, you know, like, I had to really not, like, speed up the drums because it's, you know, back in black, it's just one, two, three, mm. four, and then getting those solos and everything, and then, uh, yeah, Lauren ended up uh, not coming, so we didn't get to uh, play that song. But we got to we got to practice it and we got to uh, we got the experience of playing an ACDC song in a thrash metal yes. band. So I would, I would be pissed. <laughs> I mean, uh. hey, everybody's got everybody's got life going on. Mm. Can't co- can't come to every show. But yeah, those are the, we we got some good stories in on this one, and thank you guys for telling them. You yeah. know, thank you guys for taking time and talking. Thanks for asking us to do it. That yeah. Was fun. <laughs> I appreciate your time <laughs> and us giving you our time for some reason. I'm really I, I don't I'm very appreciative of us <laughs> doing the interview for your podcast. I'm really I'm really gonna have to edit this. Like holy crap, Caleb. No, keep that in, please. <laughs> oh, okay. I will. It but, reflects but on my character. But anyways negatively. But anyways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. I want you all to stay tuned uh, for future Siphon stuff going on because we're definitely working our butts off. Um, you can follow us at on Instagram, Siphoned underscore official. And, yep. uh, Facebook. Facebook is the same, same thing. thing. YouTube, same thing. Yep. Spotify. U- Eulogy Siphon. EP is now streaming. Add it to your playlist. Um, go jam it. Go uh, go work out to it in the gym because it's very fast music. It'll make you uh, pump iron like no other person on this planet. Um, the EP was recorded, mixed, edited, mastered, everything. You, you know you know, you know, know the spiel by this point. Um, it was done by Jacob Buzzsaw of Elwood Productions. Looking for some, you know, audio production work, go hit him up. You know, you need a sound guy at your sh- local band show. Anything like that. But, uh, and yeah, stay tuned. You know, Siphon is working on getting some shows for the summertime, too, if I didn't say that before. We might do more episodes. We might do segments. Uh, not sure, you know, as I kind of was talking about in the intro for this that I haven't recorded, you know, kind of doing like a little overhaul of Necromaniacal, just kind of making Necromaniacal like the pseudonym for all the stuff I do, like for music and podcasting and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, getting involved or helping or, you know, Wanting to, if you got any questions for Eric and Caleb or myself or anything like that, anything you want to ask, anything about music, being in a band, et cetera, any advice, tips, whatever, um, give us a shout. But yeah. My phone number is. <laughs> my no, phone number, <laughs> my social security number, my bank account routing number. Um, yeah. But yeah, this has been Necromaniacal. I've been Carter interviewing my bandmates in Siphoned. We have on the bass guitar, Caleb. And then on lead lead guitar slash rhythm guitar and vocals we have Eric. You sound so excited. <laughs>